Hello, I'm Hanson McCoy, and welcome to Progression Lab. This is where progression happens, where creative people go to turn their ideas into reality. I've got another fascinating interview today with product designer Andrew Alexander. We go through everything that you need to know about design sprints, from what they are to tips to running them to common mistakes and examples of them in practice. I hope you enjoy today's episode, and to learn more about what we do at Progression Lab, please go to www.progressionlab.co.uk. So Andrew, thank you for joining me on this episode. Hi, thank you. This is our second episode now, um, <laughs> um, the second of many to come. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Yeah, I'm doing really well. Thank you. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here to, to speak about the design sprints. Um, so um, I wanted to start off by defining design sprints. There is a little bit of confusion. You know, people think of design thinking, people think of agile sprints. Um, I think that we do need to just get a clear definition out there of what design sprints are. I've got a design sprint as a step-by-step process for solving business problems um, in a five days or like a four-day period. So essentially bringing a group of people together to solve big ideas. You know, you end up with a high fidelity prototype tested by real users. Basically a system for validating ideas. I mean, there are, it's, it's, it is a lot more complicated than that, of course, depending on the, the type of business uh, that's trying to implement a design um, sprint. But the gist of it, you've got it spot on. I found that these types of um, these types of techniques are ideal when you have a big challenge and you have a lot of people on board and you need an, an, a kind of an efficient way to get things tested and to get things kind of through the door. Exactly. So, I mean, there are, there are two ways of looking at, in my view, everyone that I that I listen to. Um, and see that implements design sprints they say that you know we, let's just focus on one feature and, and get that out of the door within a mm. week but to be honest with you it has to be a pretty big feature to spend a lot of time and resource on that uh, to make it worthwhile there's no point you know spending um, a week and, and a team of seven to to ideate just a home page yeah uh, for, for, for because you you know the the revenue from that may not be that great, but I mean, you know, when when you're talking about a small business, that is. But then also, but, but then again, when you think about a global business and their their modifying your homepage, it's different. So I think it really depends. You've got I think businesses have to ask whether the design sprints are really for them or not. It's it's not a given. It's not a thing that like oh I'm hearing everyone's doing it. Google's been doing it for a while. I, IBM have been doing it for a while. Uh, I've heard other agencies doing it. There are now yeah. specialist UX agencies that run them. It's a, it's a thing to do, but not necessarily. It's, it really depends on what you're trying to achieve. So you have to first think about the challenge. And also you have to think about if you've got the right team too. You can't, just, you can't just bring in two or three random people in your company to, to talk about the idea. They have to be specialists in in their own right that's a that's a really good point actually um the 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 people that you should involve in the design sprint because you want people that are operational but you also want people that are strategic as well and people who are actually the, the decision maker to actually get things signed off and actually done you know the worst thing is you know sitting down 
putting all this effort into creating, you know, something uh, and it gets around the door to getting it approved. And, you know, the senior stakeholder says, oh, sorry, we can't do that. They should have been involved in that process from the very start. So I think you hit the the nail on the head there with, you know, having the designers involved, but then also having the people who need to sign off the actual thing involved as well. The, the person to sign things off, they don't necessarily need to be in there every hour of the day throughout the whole week. Mm. They they can pop in and out when the team have come to some conclusions and they need to present and, and get feedback. And to be honest, sometimes when the senior person isn't in the room, it allows the team to be a bit more creative, but they, they definitely need to be present to, to be a part of the solution and sign things off. But also they've got to give the, the design team the space and for not to allow them to be interrupted by other members of the company. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we, before we dive into what a potential design sprint could look like, I think that it's quite important to distinguish them from agile sprints, right? Agile sprints are more practical, actually getting things developed. So, so what are agile sprints? Agile sprints tend to form of a few designers, developers, front-end, back-end, one senior management, like a project manager, a business analyst. Occasionally, you, you probably have the, the product manager or product owner or the sponsorship come ducking in and out to see how, how things are progressing within that agile sprint. And agile sprints typically run every two weeks right. from a backlog. Uh, you prioritize the work. That's the benefit of having a, an analyst in, in, in the sprint because they're able to help the team prioritize what's more important from a business perspective. Right. Designers and developers are able to feedback and communicate whether it's possible or not within the given time frame, or whether it needs to be pushed over to the next two two week sprint. Then once they've all agreed, they all commit, they all get on with their work. And then you have the product manager or the pro- project manager um, keeping track of the progress and, and reporting in to senior management, but also reducing those barriers for people within the team for them to get the work done. And they will be holding daily stand-ups and pushing the tasks through project management systems. That's that's in a just that's what an agile sprint looks like. Nice. This is so contrasting design sprints where you're kind of validating and testing ideas. Agile sprints are taking um, what needs to be developed and actually executing it with developers and designers and the people who actually get it done yeah it excludes the ideation really it should do anyway there there are a lot of companies currently that they bake in hours for ideating an idea designing it and then developing it within a sprint but when you look at the bigger companies out there they really keep the ideation separate from the execution and agile sprints are more for execution i see so so in terms of how you know, companies should run design sprints. How how long do you recommend they be? Because, you know, I've heard of five-day design sprints. I've heard of four-day design sprints. You know, how long should a design sprint be? Uh, there are a lot of f- uh, ideas out there that you should run the design sprint on five days, but that's actually designing and thinking in four days. You're delivering on the fifth day. So I yeah. don't know whether... You know, because some books will say it should be five days or four days. It, 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 they may be trying to get at the same point. What I'm trying to say is that yeah. you're designing within four days and then you're testing the feature on the fifth day. Yeah. 
Um, so some some companies or books that you read out there don't include the fifth day as an actual design day the, because it's out there being tested by the user or potentially it's gone live. Really, the idea is that you get your team right, you have the space, you have the right people there. And, and on the first day, you start thinking about the idea uh, the feature. So usually the, the challenges has come from someone at the top uh, and they'll say to a product manager that we have this particular challenge we need fixing yeah. um, or creating. We, we need to get the design team involved. We need to come up with a solution. Um, and so it's all about defining that challenge on the first day and talking within your team about how the week is going to look like and who's going to focus on what. So if you can imagine Apollo 13, you know, when the spacecraft had some oxygen problems and they they couldn't land on the moon, but they had to whip it around the moon to, to come back and land on Earth. You, yeah. I don't know whether you remember the film Apollo 13. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, it, you know, they, they were they were presented with the challenge, uh, which was unexpected. And, and it came from the top, you know, and then the then their elite scientists came together and they started drawing on the board about the trajectory of, of moving that space uh, rocket around the moon with the people inside intact to be brought back on Earth. And they had to work out lots of things, you know, they had to work out. Um, the amount of resource they've, they've got available. They had to work out uh, the time to, to get around the moon. They had to work out the landing. They had to think about the, did they have enough oxygen for the for the astronauts to, to survive? You know, they had to think about food. And that's what you do on the first day. So, yeah, you, you talk, you um, look at examples around on the internet for some clues of how to tackle your challenge through the week. And, and you do a lot of um, strategy uh, with on that day that you know generally speaking the manager would be drawing on the board and saying okay this is the challenge they'll draw it for you it wouldn't be just like i'm standing at the front and i'm talking to my team and this is what we've got to do but they they do a deep dive into the challenge and they tell people uh or the person who's leading the design sprint will tell the people um who's got to focus on what and and that's what that's what you focus on on the monday Wicked. And so the Tuesday, say the next day of the design sprint, um, I'm guessing now that you've already kind of decided on what the focus should be, um, you can start to, I suppose you can start to take from the expertise of the people in the room, right? Um, what would the second day look like? Yeah. Um, so it's it's pretty much what you were saying just before. You then, you then actually start looking uh, and researching uh, the challenge. So the Monday was for understanding the challenge and pinpointing where we've got to you know, focus. Uh, but Tuesday is much more of the research kind of day where you look what the competitors are doing. So Tuesday is, is more of a, an investigative time where you're researching and you're touching the boundaries of thinking, okay, I'm kind of getting to some ideas here of what I'm going to execute. And you would talk with the whole team about that. And you would uh, work together as a team. So you know, if you had a, a designer going into a particular analytical tool and saying, okay, we, we can see a certain drop off on, on the first page uh, of that onboarding experience for, for X, Y, and Z reason. 
and then thinking, okay, I've got a nice idea to fix that. Let's talk to the developer. How long will it take to develop? You know, those are the those are the types of things that you would be talking about on a Tuesday and and, and researching. I see. Okay. And so, what does Wednesday look like? Because we've got a firm idea of what our challenge is, and we've done some investigation at this point, right? So Wednesday morning, typically, you would come together, um, you've probably got some sketches already, some ideas jotted down from the Tuesday, and, and you would share that among your team. And you would, you know, have in-person conversations, or you would take turns standing up at the front, presenting your findings and talking about possible solutions. And then as a team, you you agree on on some of the solutions or the solution. And, and, and then on a Wednesday, everyone would start committing. So the designer would start... Uh, taking their sketches more into some formal front-end design where hopefully the front-end developer within the design sprint could take them and start prototyping on the day, if not possibly on Thursday, but hopefully, um, definitely by you know the, the, the end of Wednesday afternoon, you would have some prototype to at least experiment with to show back to the team that we are making progress, that we are on track. We've taken it from doing some investigation. And I think you also added, you know, doing some voting and understanding what the next step should be on Tuesday to Wednesday, where, you know, by the end of the morning slash at the start of the afternoon, you should be able to start prototyping. And and, and the Thursday, would you say the Thursday would be dedicated to that dedicating to developing that, those prototypes yeah yeah so yeah thursday would be a full day uh actually prototyping and working with the team you you'll find that with any project or design sprint you'll find that senior managers will be doing a lot of the talking at the beginning of the you'll, you'll find that designers will be second in line and then uh once you get more towards executing that final solution, completing it, then you know the d- developers are going to be leading quite a lot. But they'll be going back to the designers and management within the team to to ensure that they're always on track, uh, and the designers will always be checking to make sure that the developers are, are you know keeping the quality that they wanted to see from their design, and then the managers will will always be checking to make sure it's. It, it's fit for purpose that it's it's delivering on the challenge wonderful and in terms of the friday you know some some books leave it in some books leave it out but essentially it involves testing right testing with the real users so we've we've got our prototype here's where we see where it performs and we assess it against you know agreed metrics to work out whether it should be valid and actually taken forward. Exactly. <clears throat> so towards the end of Thursday, you would think about as a team what's going to happen on Friday. Uh, you would schedule interviews with different users. They could be internal or external users. They could be, if it's a new product, probably you're going to be using staff members of your existing company or friends of friends that understand the product but then ideally you would you would want to try and get some users that haven't used the product before that doesn't understand the solution at all and you just prevent present them the solution right there and then and say look this is the solution could you test it for us we'll we'll either watch you in person or we'll screen record you um and we'll just see how you get along and and 
at the end of the day, the team will come back together and say to themselves, okay, we've, we've had like five interviews or 10 interviews throughout the day. These are our findings. Did we meet the challenge? Did we succeed? Did we, did we fix our issues with the onboarding process? If we did, great. Then we need final sign-off by senior management and we can get it live on Monday. I think the second part that the company and the team always have to be aware of is habits. Uh, and, and have no distractions. So that you know the typical habits would be turn off your mobile phones. Uh, don't allow people to come into into the design room, into like the war room, you know, uh, without an appointment or without instruction. The people that are coming to this solution have to be very focused and driven. And you know, working as a team, they they really can't deal with external issues such as you know if there's a client that's that's come and said oh no uh, my website's down or you've had a hack or a security breach on a particular mobile app and the senior manager like when i'm talking senior manager i'm talking you know maybe a real top guy in the company running into the design sprint and saying hey guys stop it could you come out and help us for a couple of hours you know we've got a problem to deal with you can't have those types of distractions um, so to be honest the make and break of design sprints I believe are around habits more than anything because you can it, it's relatively easy to understand what a design sprint is and what you've got to achieve um, and what you've got to do on a given day the the bigger problems are is actually having good habits and stopping those distractions from the business absolutely I, I have like a top four tips for companies when running design sprints um because you know being focused is essential and there are like a few other things that are really easy to fall down on um i think the first is preparation because um you've ran design sprints in the past i'm sure you know that having having an idea as to the direction that you'd like to take beforehand drastically helps you when you're actually conducting the design sprint. You should have some idea of, you know, some inspiration perhaps, some idea of the problem that you're trying to solve. You shouldn't just go in go in blind um, because it makes it a lot harder, you know, on that Monday and perhaps on that Tuesday as well. Usually there's a, there's a very positive energy within your design team on a Friday before you go in on a Monday. Um, yeah. These types of design sessions are very exciting for everyone involved uh, and they're quite rare at the moment to finding companies. So it's, it's as from my point of view as a designer, you know, I love working as a designer. You know, I love working with people, being in the same room, uh, collaborating, coming up with a joint solution, presenting my own, being listened to, listening to others. You know, I enjoy that experience. I don't like rush design decisions or dev decisions within two minutes because there's no thought behind it. And it's usually for a business reason where a challenge, like a problem's come up right there and there in the moment. And so everyone will be excited before they go in. Uh, but, it, but it, you know, if not, if some people don't actually understand what the design sprint is, it's important for managers to, to hype up that energy before the week starts and uh, there the, the are other things that managers can do. You know, they can set the scene and within the room, they'll get in a couple of hours early on a Monday morning and, you know, probably order in all the juices and the waters and the snacks for the week and, you know, maybe put a bit of music on lightly. Uh, nice. it's, all, it's all about creating that atmosphere, I think, within the room um, so you can encourage 
openness and uh, playfulness from the team. Not, I, I wouldn't keep it as a you know as a traditional meeting boardroom where you sit around one table. Uh, because people will get very slouchy. They'll feel like it's a very formal kind of room with formal discussion. That preparation is essential. And I love what you said about setting the setting the scene as well, um, setting the atmosphere. Um, I, I think another really, um, really important aspect is having the right people, people who are actually executional, as well as people who make the decision involved, um, but also having different types of people as well, having that diversity in ideas. I'm sure we're all aware of the Microsoft example. Um, you, you, have you heard of that? The Microsoft example about how they came up with their how they came up with their quick designs. A design and a functionality in Word is being able to quickly design your. Um, your document or in PowerPoint quickly design your presentations um, and that functionality actually came from having somebody with you know who was disabled involved in that designing process and they wanted to be able to design their slide in as few clicks as possible um, and so as a result of having that diversity in the designing process, they were able to design something that was more accessible to a broader range of people. And so, you know, now it's not just people who have the have the issues in making movements, but it's all of us that can benefit from quick designs on our presentations and on our documents. And so that's just a quick example, but it's a real example of how diversity in the designing process can lead to a much better solution. The the final the final quick tip I had was Design sprints should be uh, an intensive, an intensive week of actually getting things done. You know, it can be iterative if we don't nail it the first time, but you know, you need to go at it with this intensive energy to actually come out of it with something that you know has some real has some real potential to it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I wanted to get into some common mistakes that companies typically make when it comes to design sprints. Um, do you have any any common mistakes that you'd like to recommend? Anything that you'd like to make sure that our listeners are aware of before they go into this? If resources, you know, that there needs to be sign off from the senior management to say this design sprint can go ahead and that we agree for six or seven people to be taken out of action to focus on a particular feature. So it only makes sense to, to do a design sprint if there's a real problem or real challenge that needs to be addressed. So I think that's the first question that you'd ask is, is this really needed? Can we afford the resource on it? And a lot of companies do make that mistake. They, it, You'll find designers will, could come together naturally by themselves and start acting that way uh, and coming up with their own solutions and not really uh, having that straightforward and open communication with senior management. And that is actually another benefit of running a design sprint because you're closer to the design team. You know, you're not, you don't have people in, their own, in your own company running off with their own ideas and creating miscommunication. So they're the, I think there are, there are a lot more benefits for doing it, but you always have to ask the question, can you afford it? Also ask yourself, uh, you know, am I willing to make radical change in what I'm doing? Design, the, the idea of a design sprint is coming up with a brand new uh, a brand new solution, I suppose. And sometimes 
the appetite for that radical change isn't necessarily there. So companies need to be ready to come up with something completely new and not just, you know, be thinking of something super specific that they'd like to roll out, right? Um, I hope I hope that, you know, people listening to this are motivated and they feel like they can actually tackle these huge problems. There's no problem that's too large. You just need the right people, the right, the right mindset, I suppose, and the right energy in the team and you'll be able to get anything done. You know, there's no challenge that's too large. Um, have that can-do mindset. That's what I would say. Yeah, exactly. It's all about having the right people and having respect for other people's time and views. I haven't got anything else I'd add to this. Is there anything else that you'd like to that you'd like to add or emphasize perhaps? Yes, uh, I would say that have fun when doing those design sprints. You know, you take the opportunity to at one o'clock or two o'clock for lunch to go out as a team and eat together. Take the, don't don't be so stressed of the whole situation that you've got to design a, a full solution by the end of the week. Um, when I say the full solution, I mean the, that full working, foolproof, bulletproof solution. You know, it's it's okay to have an idea that's near complete, and it's okay to take that idea into another design sprint if needed. The biggest thing I would say, as as I've mentioned now a couple of times, the managers in the business need to give the designers and developers space during the week to to come up with their creative thinking hats and you know put their creative thinking hats on and to come up with those creative ideas. Have fun and you know approach it with a practical mindset. In- exactly you know, not just theoretical. I think when we're coming up with ideas, we can all be very theoretical. Be, be practical, you know, pull from the expertise, be open and have fun. I feel like exactly. that's that's an amazing note to end this, end, this, uh, end this episode on. But yeah, thank you for jumping on this episode with me. Likewise, thank you too. Hey guys, so I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I certainly enjoyed making it. I feel like just doing this has given me the most amazing opportunity to learn about more and more things. And You know, even though I can talk to the cows come home about design thinking, talking to Andrew, who literally works as a designer, helped me learn something new today. And I hope you do too. If you'd like to reach out to Andrew, you can find him on LinkedIn. I've left a link to his details in the description of this podcast. You'll be able to find that on progressionlab.co.uk as well. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Of course, to reach out to me, send me an email at wednesday at progressionlab.co.uk. Remember, no problem is too large for us to tackle. So have a fantastic week of creating amazing things. And of course, to learn more about what we do at Progression Lab, please go to progressionlab.co.uk. I've been Hanson McCoy, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye.